Reporting live from San Francisco, I think is where I am. You're already in Chicago, right? Jason and I are coming at you from from across the country, road hard and put up wet. Uh, I just touched down in Chicago and made it to the hotel with 30 minutes to spare so we could do this rare How Long Gone After Dark podcast. I'm going to crack open a nice Taika coffee right now. I've, I, you know, I'm bummed I didn't take any of those last night. I had to have some real shit coffee at the Fairmont this morning before I took to the airport. Oh no! I know, I know. It's not my favorite thing, but um, I, I feel insane right now. Um, and uh, it took an hour and twenty minutes to get from O'Hare to the hotel. And I know that you're not going to take the train, right? Come on, Jason. I'd rather sit in a cab for two hours than take the train for th- no, no, no. Hour I, and twenty. That's low. I would have, I would have taken the train to be honest with you, but. I have the I have the bag the merch bag, mm. so it's a little it's a little tedious. But no, I've ne- I've never taken the train to or from an airport in my entire life, though. If that's what you're asking, well, I wasn't asking. I knew um I already knew all of that. Okay, okay. Just in terms of you know regular information about you, it all checks out. Just <laughs> just, inf- just regular information about me is bad usually. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so you're feeling so you're the word you used is loopy. Which is which doesn't sound all that bad. I I feel loopy all the time, and sometimes I try to feel loopy. It's fun, silly, and 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 funny. Yeah, but you do that because you're on drugs by choice. That's the difference, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I don't really, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how we're we're living very different lives. I'm just saying, loopy doesn't sound all that bad. Well, I literally looked, I looked into the dressing room last night at the Independent, and I saw you. I don't like want to hear the, the rest of this, please. The eight the eight one eight bottle was literally above your head, and you were pouring. You were like shaking it to get the last bits out. Okay, that's not true. <laughs> no, I and for you to take it over your head, bro. <laughs> I mean, that's that's that you could throw your shoulder. And also, out of the green room was full of people, so I can't take all the all the credit for consuming that eight one eight. Let's clear. Let's clarify. Let's clear. Let's clarify. The green room is full of dudes. Uh, my girlfriend was there. That if that basically counts as a dude in this case. So we had upwards of two females in that bitch. Interesting. Two Asian females. Um, <laughs> interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I don't think it is that interesting, Chris. You see who's in charge of the of the of the laminates on this tour, don't you guys? Uh, but no. Um, <laughs> last night, San Francisco. I don't. I don't know what I thought about it, Jason. I was. I was talking about this to my life partner mom today and she was like how was it i was like it was good it was good like i think it's it's sort of like every time you're on a tour you got you know whatever it is 10 cities or 100 cities or whatever it is they're not all going to be the same each one is going to have its own unique energy and it's not necessarily better or worse and that's interesting that you, yeah no there there can be bad don't say that that's that that's not true like I, in, in everyone i talked to uh, and they could have been lying to me but they were like man it was really funny it was hilarious i was cracking up the whole time blah 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 i'm like Okay, good. That's good to know. But then I don't remember it being as fun or as enjoyable as some other cities, but it was way better than other cities as well. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, we just did Seattle and LA and those were probably our two, like maybe our, maybe our two best shows that we did back to back. So yeah. the so bar was high. It's tough. It's tough coming off that. I agree. And we did 808s and heartbreaks straight into dark twisted fantasy. <laughs> and then, you know, last night, Donda was far from Donda like Donda was what Boston so what would you say last night was mm, last night was Jesus one of my least favorites then yeah I get it no I think that I did the thing that I've heard other performers do where they 
lock in on a person who's not smiling, laughing, or even moving. Oh, you did that? I mean, I didn't want to do it, Jason, but obviously I hate myself. I'm not, I'm not saying you wanted to. <laughs> you but... did that, bro? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so I, so I... Well, I mean, I, it's something that I know from years behind the decks. That'll fuck you up, man. It'll fuck you up. But it doesn't fuck me up when I'm doing the podcast because when I'm DJing, I'm like, I play a song, you know, it's going to be for three or four minutes long. I'm, I'm kind of like w- wiggling around, seeing what the next song's going to be, maybe having a sip. There's a lot of downtime is what I'm saying. The, you, you put the song on and then it kind of does the work for you. That's interesting that you say that. That's kind of the, that's kind of the argument against DJs being artists. So I'm glad you made that yourself. <laughs> that's nice of you to do that. So I didn't have to. The Tesla drives itself. Does that mean it's not a fucking work of art? damn it just means some good work went into it ahead of time but the point i'm sure i mean you do have a good point and i'm not gonna argue <laughs> that djing needs to get more respect or anything like that <laughs> no yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it does it does have that energy where i found myself having a lot more time to scan the audience to see who's into it and who's yeah, not no, into it and saying, it's, and it's like do you are we like trying to see if like the coolest hottest people are into it is there a fellow musician or whatever there who is going to be judging me? And then I have to, you know, is Diplo in the crowd now? I'm, now I'm just going to only perform for him or whatever. So you were, so you were in the audience and you saw somebody that was not quite laughing mm-hmm. from their belly. Yeah, I saw. Is that what you're saying? I saw a handful of people staring at me like I was dead. You know what I mean? And that that wasn't my <laughs> that wasn't my favorite. That wasn't my fa- staring at you like you were dead. What do you mean by that? Exactly? Well, it's like a it, it's a combination of like a, a a pure boredom and a pure hatred at the same time. Um, but <laughs> but it wasn't like okay, they were. Do you think this was somebody who was a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a life partner of? I mean, a fan of yours. I mean, obviously, it's not just walking off the street. No, I mean, I don't. I don't even want to theorize or give them life jason you know what i mean like chris that's there if you don't think if you pay for our show and you don't think we're funny you can go fuck yourself okay (laughs) that that's what i'll say right here right here sometimes 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 i'm i don't do a great job that's just what it is you know these are the risks oh i I know (laughs) yeah sometimes you don't do a great job i never don't do a great job that's why it's confusing for me yeah when 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 we were in the la show funny you bring that up when we're in the la show There's a there's a moment where friend of the show Ryan O'Connell, who's who's been a guest on the show a bunch of times and potted with us for years, we're close friends, and you guys were talking about stuff and we we're talking about cake and gluten and I'm like, okay, this is all stuff I know about, and then you guys were like, all right, who who likes watching Bravo's Below Deck or you know, Real Housewives of Chattahoochee? Some shit, you know. You guys started talking about reality TV and then I was like, oh, I. I I actually have to pee really bad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what, guys? I excused myself, mm-hmm. basically, and blamed it on the, the subject matter. I was like, oh, have fun talking. I'm going to go. Yeah, I remember. I, re- I remember. I was at the show. I remember. You remember. You were there, but I was. There's other people listening, and they got oh, okay. to set, okay. set, set the stage for them. And then, you know, I was gone for about 30 seconds, 45 seconds. And then everyone, you know, you could just tell the room when i came back they're like oh thank god this has been the longest 45 seconds of my life watching the stage try to like live and breathe with tj not there and i just wanted to ask you like what did you do in that 45 seconds chris 
Or maybe what didn't you do? I thought about how good my life is when you're not, you know, step <laughs> stepping on my hilarious jokes or making fun of me or telling people what I look like. The guy from Hot Ones, you know. Uh-huh. I mean, it's just it's it's. Oh, if you're looking for some sympathy from our Halloween audience, Chris, uh, I'm not. Don't I'm not. Any. I don't want sympathy from anybody, guys. I'm. You know, look, we're 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 flying across this beautiful country, staying in you know decent hotels, performing our little show for people, and and getting <laughs> paid a meager wage. It's it's you know this is nothing to shake a motherfucking stick at, dog. Luckily, it's a world that I'm very used to, but my the age of my body is not used to it. Like I said on yesterday's episode, where I, where we recorded two podcasts, and I, one of them I was laying on the floor. You know, in a couple episodes, it'll get back to normal. But right now, you know, it's like, uh, you know, remember, remember that time, listener, when your parents got divorced. You got through it, right? My parents are still married, just FYI. But yeah, um, we we do though. Remember in your life where tragedy happened, and it was just for a couple of weeks, and it totally wasn't your fault. <laughs> that's what. That's what. How long on tour is. <laughs> yeah <laughs> mommy and daddy are very tired and it's not your fault bryce it's not your fault tant l- l- listeners it's not your fault that me and tudley have had a hard week and we're not really getting along but you know we're, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be okay it's not your fault sweetie you're gonna still go to school and and your aunt will pick you up after <laughs> we do we do have how long gone after dark presents beach fossils tonight live in concert um <laughs> that's a good the, ring to it you you know beach fossils from their classic indie anthems uh they are um they've been around since shit i guess 2009 now they're from new york city right they're they are from new york city classic new york band they were on uh the label captured tracks a legendary label and now dustin uh what we're speaking to dustin and tommy dustin and his wife who used to work at capture tracks actually started their own label called bayonet mm-hmm. um and they they put out um they put out some shit that people really fuck with uh the frankie cosmos mm. people really really like that so they're not only responsible for uh the beach fossils music but they're also responsible for for frankie cosmos uh jerry paper kevin crowder laced there's there's a few others here so they're in front of the boards and behind the boards as well i didn't know this but when i was doing my research on beach fossils Mm -hmm. they were the band uh in hbo's show vinyl (laughs) really they were like they were the, the the band was called the nasty bits but they i think the full band played like as you know what i mean like it yeah, was no, like no. i i watched hbo's vinyl actually. i think you i think you might be the only one so that's interesting <laughs> yeah it didn't do great that's fine and it's probably beach fossil's fault so let's give them a call and ask them why they did that hey chris it's tim time let's get into some timberland talk how are you i'm great man i was just i was just looking here uh the timberland green stride soul on these boots they sent me it's made from 75 percent renewable sugarcane and natural rubber uh which which does the job of combining eco-consciousness and comfort okay that's a that's a very good amount that's almost that's that's almost 100 percent. so all that natural rubber all that sugarcane that's everything that's renewable that's going to do a good job as part of timberland's commitment to make sure their their products are sustainable for a more greener world uh, with the goal of having a net positive impact on the environment by 2030 that's positive that's better than neutral and much better than negative of course of course but i i would we'd be remiss not to discuss the the eco-conscious materials that we've we've laid out for you uh also you know they look cool they're rugged lightweight and durable you can go shop the men's and women's green stride collection on timberland.com all right how long gone we're here with beach fossils we're here with tommy we're here with dustin 
So, Dustin, you're you're in Miami. You said what what brings you down uh, to one of our favorite cities? Oh, I was just down here for a wedding, and um, yeah, just spent the whole day just by the poolside today, and uh, got a massage. It was wonderful this, this fucking all guy right, all, all right, right all right come on you know it's it's interesting you say that guys because I, I mean we're we're actually on tour right now which we've never done before as a podcast and um mm-hmm. i don't know how you guys do this all the time i feel like shit oh yes yeah you feel like shit i mean you, that's just what it is you have to embrace it can you tell us how long this lasts for <laughs> yeah yeah I, I feel like you're i feel like you're a doctor and i have a rash and i just want you to like let me know like there will be an end to this pain right it's one of those things where when you go home you're just like all right that was fucked up but like i'm good now okay yes yeah that's sort of what i've been experiencing like you're you have like one of those just travel days from hell you got to land the plane in st louis because someone has to go to the hospital or whatever you know like everything that bat that's that could happen happens and then you get home yeah. And you kind of forget about it pretty quickly, or at least I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I mean, like, I'm very good at repressing pain, painful memories, I guess. I'm trying to forget it right now. <laughs> I'm trying to forget it. I woke up this morning at, at 6 a.m. and flew from San Francisco to Chicago with a, a short, a quick, almost had to run layover in beautiful Salt Lake. <laughs> um, you know, and and I had a bag of merch. I mean, you guys are on. You guys are probably on a bus. You know what I mean. So you're doing it a little better than we are. Yeah. Well, I I'd say what gets me through tour the most is uh, my drink of choice is a vodka Pedialyte. Ooh. Oh yeah, he goes Pedialyte. I thought you were gonna say cocaine, and I was like, my man. But vodka Pedialyte. <laughs> okay, okay, that's okay. cool. So that's interesting. <laughs> uh, actually, how long? it's been a number of years now. Maybe like five years, Chris. We did that. We did like a zine of recipes. Yes. And one of the recipes was a Pedialyte Bloody Mary that that I that I crafted. But so you got, but you just do a straight up Pedialyte and vodka. Yeah, my my drink of choice is literally just Grey Goose and uh, Pedialyte. Any flavor, it fucking gets you right. What about the unflavored one, the one that just that's just come. Just the, just the <laughs> yeah, no, it's literally, that's exactly what I was about to say. Unflavored Pedialyte is basically calm. <laughs> so, yeah. so you walk in, you walk, so you, you walk into Shuba's, Brooklyn Steel, whatever, and you're like, Bar, uh, bartender, uh, Goose and cum, please. Uh, coming right up, yeah. slide it down the bar. I do want to say we have to let the record show. It's only it was it only it took 120 seconds for cum to come out into the beach boss's conversation. That's a new record for us, actually. You should put in the first 60 seconds for cum to come out is a great way to put it as well. Yeah. So you guys yeah. talk about cum a lot. Is that where we're at? More than the more than the average band. More than the average band. I'm not certain, but um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'd say, uh, yeah, we, we talk about cum, we talk about Fazoli's, and we talk about Babe 25 squirt pillow. A lot of bodily fluids, for What sure. the fuck? Yeah, what yeah. are the three things you just said, bro? The first, the first of those three things that you said, I'm very familiar with. The second two, not quite as much. You said a, a square pillow, and what? <laughs> oh, no, you ever seen... You ever seen the video uh, Babe 25 talking about her squirt pillow? No, who's Babe? Tw- is this a TikTok or YouTube? We're going to 2005. <laughs> yeah, this is an old video. Yeah, yeah. You got to pull it up. Oh, oh, that's not pee. That's squirt. Yeah, that video. The Babe 25. Oh, oh, okay. If you Google Babe 25 squirt and then hit the images tab, something very different comes up. Just to let you know. I understand. Uh, I have my safe search on. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you got to do it on YouTube. It's pornography <laughs> it, it, ba- it happens, which is okay. So, so you talk about that a lot still, even though that's a seventeen-year-old video. Okay. <laughs> well, it, it, it's 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 we're reviving that aesthetic though. It's it's, it's due for its revival. That was the main. Cyclic. Thing. It's, yeah, it's, it's like bell bottoms. I get it. Okay. It's an aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. It's an aesthetic <laughs> thing. It's, like it's not about the content. It's about the coming back. Okay. So so for sure. so the squirt <laughs> is basically aesthetic AF is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's mood mood board heisty. I would say. <laughs> okay, and what was the other thing that you said? Oh, Fazoli's. Okay, what is Fazoli's? It's like a fucked up Italian restaurant. Well, quote unquote Italian restaurant <laughs> in the Midwest, and uh, <laughs> we went there on tour, and um, yeah, our, our bassist ordered some kind of wings or something. I don't know what it was. It's, it's supposed to be buffalo like, chicken wings. Buffalo chicken wings, supposedly. Okay, some some kind of yeah, wings. Yeah, it was horrifying. It was like uncooked. <laughs> yeah, it just basically became like a meme in our band. And, and then I bought our sound guy a Fazoli's t-shirt after the tour. <laughs> Um, I, I love that. I love that memes can exist only in a band. I think that's something we really need to unpack. That makes a lot because you guys spend a lot of time together. The DNA of those three things he said. The Vizzoli's component is because that the buffalo wings we had, which barely resembled any type of wing, they were covered in what looks like cinnabon syrup, like a like a creamy cummy <laughs> syrup. And it was like I've never seen this in my entire life. These like wings dipped into this like cream sauce. And so that's where, like, all of a sudden we, like, were obsessed with how disturbing, like, this, like, cum-dipped wing was. <laughs> and then that that led us into a Babe 25K hole, and then here we are. Wow. Okay, the natural progression outline. That makes, so it's sort of like uh, like a honey walnut shrimp kind of glaze? Right. It glazed, for sure. It was glazed. Okay, yeah. okay. Damn, man. You guys live a twisted life. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I thought you guys were just in a cool practice space somewhere with your vintage gear. You know what I mean? Well, Making Chris, music. they are now, but they had to... They had to eat a lot of comeback in the days. Uh, to they get had to, to grind. Where they, are now. they had to grind for this. View. I'm saying you you asked me how to survive on tour. Like <laughs> <laughs> you ask, yeah. hey hey bro, you asked me. Okay, you Chris, dug your you, own grave. You asked a perfect question and you got a perfect answer. And no, that's it was true. more. It was everything I wanted and more. Oh man, where are you staying in Miami? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, I was staying at the uh, at the Standard Hotel. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Classic. We know that. We, we yeah. We've been there. Did you have a great spa package there. No wonder why you got touched. Did you hit the hammam? The what? <laughs> <laughs> the hammam. What the hell is hammam? Are you guys fuck? Are you guys poor? You know what the hum- <laughs> is that in, is that in, is that Indian food? What is hammam? No, the hammam. No, no, the hammam is a is a spa feature. This better be cum related. It's it's like a hot floor. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the spa's shut down right now. They only have massages. Oh my god, this COVID oh. shit, guys. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I, so in San Francisco, I was staying at a, a, the Fairmont, which is like a famous hotel. There, it's like a it's a landmark. It's like I would say middle it's not super expensive but they didn't have room service or a mini bar because of covid and i almost had a fit oh man why do you think that is chris because i'm i'm at a hotel right now the mini bar is is overflowing with shit bro i, I don't know but i the fact that i couldn't get we'll a, a 14 bottle of water when i was thirsty was upsetting to me yeah you got to be able to blow your money <laughs> well you got to bring a brita water water filter a hotel water filter to use for the bathroom sink no bro dude you don't actually do that if you- <laughs> yo yo this is you guys aren't in a band this is just nomad land now <laughs> you guys are just gonna show us. Like, <laughs> you gotta harvest your harvest your own charcoal, powderize it in the bathroom, stomp on it with your Doc Martens. Then you filter that. You filter that into a funnel, and then you uh, 
you can use like, well, like in Dune, you can use your spit. You can spit into that and then it extracts a electrolysis water and then you can drink that. And All that's, right, Brian like, Laundry, favorite- tell me more of these van life tips. <laughs> like, you're full of <laughs> Damn, you guys don't just murder, gotta- murder the stage is what Jason says. Chris, come on, bro. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Come I'm sorry. on, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> come on, dude. <laughs> So 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 is that actually something that people have done on tour before? Like brought their own water filter? Is that real? No, fuck no. Okay, I think it needs to happen though. I I just came to mind, but like if you're in Brazil, if you're like in Mexico, and the, the water situation could be sketchier. I guess mm-hmm. I could see a market for this. I don't know. It needs to be market. That's true. That's not a bad idea because the amount of times that we just like come back from tour and just have like a diarrhea text thread for a week is <laughs> oh yeah, you can't even count it. <laughs> Yeah. God damn it. And that's just from the Rizzolis. <laughs> Fizzoli. You, you haven't even hit Sao Paulo yet. Fizzolis. <laughs> Fizzoli you got, you just go to Midwest do you guys that. have a do you guys have a big following in Brazil? Yeah, I think everybody does. I mean, I'm sure like you guys probably get come to Brazil comments. We get that time. a lot, but we're not really quite as popular as you guys. So I was just trying to understand if I didn't know if that happened to just like Justin Bieber level or if it goes down to like Chris cool doesn't, indie he doesn't get any come to Brazil comments. He does get a lot of jaw, 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 jaw replies to some of his funnier jokes. Though. That's true. Yeah. Th- th- well, that's Morse code. The sequence of the jaw, jaws <laughs> spell out come to Brazil. <laughs> oh, shit. Damn. You watch out for those. Your third eye is open, bro. I love it. Damn. See, this is the type of touring experience that you can't teach or buy. It's just instilled in you with, with the years of, of hitting the road. And, I feel like we should be paying you for this, not the other yeah, way around. Yeah, I, I also, you know, because, so I, I'm sober, and it's just Jason and I on the tour, so I've kind of fallen into the tour management position, mm-hmm. and I, I, I don't know, does your tour manager have to pull you guys out of a bar when you're talking to fans for too long, or is that just a Jason <laughs> thing? Oh, man. <laughs> um, it it kind of depends on the tour, and it kind of depends on, like, um, you know, how, how deep into it we are. I would say on, on one-offs we've done, like going back to Brazil, we've done like one-offs in South America and that there's always a rage component associated with that. Well, it's like you might as well stay up until the next flight. Yeah, if you're there for <laughs> 72 hours, you got to go crazy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then that will happen. But then you lose service and then it gets sketchy and you got to... That's part of the adventure, though. Yeah, the- well, I'm talking more about like a... I'm talking more about Johnny Brenda's on a Tuesday night in Philadelphia. So it's not quite as, it's not quite as glamorous. And it was, look, it was a sold out show. Don't get me wrong, but you know, there's probably not even five people worth talking to in that entire audience. So Jason found all of them and was kind of holding them captive with his bottle of tequila and cigs. Just one more shot. You random college student guy. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, the, the first tour it's, it's five people, Johnny Brenda's. Then the second tour is 5,000 people's mm-hmm. in Mexico city. And then it goes crazy. And, and then before you know it, Madison square garden, you, you invite everyone to a Fazoli's Fiso- a in Jersey city and you just turn up the block party. That's a, that's a good idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> I think, yeah. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm a big, you know, I'm not a big outdoor festival guy, but I think at a certain point, you know, and Astro World notwithstanding, I mean, we don't have, you know, I mean, we have when we have fifty thousand fans, you can't put them anywhere else. There's only one. Yeah, I would never go to a festival if I wasn't playing one. You know, it's mm-hmm. like when you're playing it, it's sick because you're it's like bougie and you got the like backstage area and you're like treated nicely and stuff. But going to a festival sounds like a fucking nightmare. Uh, oh it's yeah, insane absolutely. To go to a festival. Yeah. No, you if you're playing a festival. You get the golf cart driving you around. Yeah, it's nice. You need another ball of goose. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Have you guys? Have you guys done? Uh, have you guys done like Glastonbury and shit? Like the real festivals? 
Not Glasgow. No, we haven't done as many like overseas. We've done like you know Coachella, Bonnaroo, etc. You know, damn Bonnaroo sucks. I bet. <laughs> Fuck that. Bonnaroo was Bonnaroo was fun. It was very. Well, I, I went actually years before because one of my good friends, his stepdad was like of the yeah flower generation and whatever, and so like he was very jam band oriented. So like mm-hmm. I. He was going early 2000s to like Bonnaroo when it was like government mule and it was like blues traveler. And it was like very much like this, very much this Tennessee festival you would expect. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll go along. It's a free ticket. It'll be fun. But then it like started injecting more and more into like, then like MIA and Crystal Castles. Like, so there was this weird fusion of like <laughs> blues, blues, travel, blues, blues traveler to MIA to Crystal Castles. Like there's, it's all, it's all one melting pot. It's like you got into my brain and you saw my dream concert of Crystal Castles <laughs> opening for Government Mule. That's my, that's my dream. <laughs> the MIA and Crystal Castles were not the two references I thought you were going to pull out of your ass for that. And I'm still, I'm still floored by that. <laughs> that, was, that, that was like, that was like right a passage that like 05, 06, 07. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe these. Because I, I was going earlier on and it was like, okay, I guess we'll see Dave Matthews for the ninth time. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, oh shit, okay, there's like more, you know, you know, more of this. Oh, what's this new music? This blog house. Show, oh, what's happening? Okay, I gotta go for the DJs now. And like, then now it's full circle and you have like Diplo doing Stagecoach and like, you know, Government Mule <laughs> is EDM, is Government Mule is EDM, you know. <laughs> no, so no, all- no. When you really think about it, all music is the same and I see what you're getting at. You know what I mean? Because if we live, if we all live under the same sun that God gave us, then we should be able to appreciate all of these different sounds and textures. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And now every music festival, no matter what it is, is just like Post Malone. And Jay Balvin. I need. Doesn't Post Malone doesn't Post Malone have a festival? Yeah, Posty Fest. We played yeah, it. We played that. <laughs> Wait, you guys played that? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. He's a homie of ours. Hold on, Posty is a homie of yours? Yeah. Hold on, hold on, Chief. How many guns do you, how many guns <laughs> do you own? Be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We- <laughs> okay, so how did you how did you guys um begin a friendship with uh raps Post Malone? I mean, this is probably like five years ago. Like 2017, um, maybe? So about 10 years after Crystal Castles in, in your time. Yes. Your time. Okay. Yes, yes. For the MySpace. Uh, everyone who's listening from MySpace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, okay. I don't know. I, yeah, I just hit him up on Twitter and because uh, I saw a few interviews with him and I was like, this this like just seems like somebody I can hang out with. He reminded me of like friends I have and I just hit him up and he like DM'd me his phone number and we went to LA and just fucking hung out and we were like in the studio for a week just fucking around what because there's so many people that that probably send post malone a dm every day i was like post malone i think if we hung out we would probably get along really well and, and <laughs> I, we I, could think, be together. I don't know and, <laughs> and, but he usually doesn't respond to them with his with his personal telephone number what did you guys like how did you do it yeah obviously he wasn't he wasn't as famous as he is now yeah i mean he's open-minded with shit like he um you know i mean he plays guitar or whatever he i think he liked their music or something i've heard i've heard posty though i've heard posty's a shredder yeah 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 i mean he comes he comes by this like every time that he comes to new york like we go to the studio and we're just in there till like five six in the morning last time we were with him we were in there till like 10 in the morning there's yeah there's like there's footage of us i think like crammed in our old practice space where like you have like deputy and fire department like you know security like personnel that are like outside of our like dingy practice space in the hallways (laughs) and there's like three dudes inside of our, our space who are also like suited and then post is literally like singing like radiohead's creep and i'm on drums and it's like and then like i don't play drums by the way but it's just it's one of those shit show 
incidences and it's like it's Damn. like how is this happening and then you have people running in the middle of the night like grabbing beers at bodegas that they have no idea where they are like in you know industrial brooklyn area and oh my it's, god it's it, it was it was fun it's always a trip this is real rock star shit guys i'm pretty impressed with you now before I was on the fence, but now that you got Posty's cell, I'm thinking a little hi- more highly. <laughs> that's of you. all. That's all Posty wants. He just wants to go back to a simpler time when it was just him and his broskies jamming in a in a little studio, mm-hmm. sucking down those Coors Lights or whatever he's drinking. Oh yeah, he doesn't get to he doesn't get a chance to do it anymore. That's what I got my fossils for. Said, hey, t- Tommy, Dustin, what Pantera songs do you guys know? <laughs> let's uh, oh let's get God. this going tonight. Yeah, exactly. D- Dustin, take it from here. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. That, I mean, that is what it is, though. It's like we bonded over, you know, our love of like all kinds of shit like that, like heavy metal and stuff. We're gonna get a two eight balls, and we're gonna do vulgar display front to back three times, <laughs> and then we'll break. For, then we'll break for breakfast. <laughs> oh, oh, man. oh, that's not too far off. <laughs> <laughs> it that's crazy. Within, like, I think, within the first like day or two of meeting him, we we're at hanging a studio all of us were singing fleet foxes in his studio like he's like what as i'm saying he's he's like, oh yeah yeah he's like a huge huge man like, that's cool MGMT, man mgmt fleet foxes him and paul like he loves he's a yeah huge rockhead for sure well i've heard I, i've heard because one of my friends wrote with him or, or, or had him on a record and they were talking about how great it was they were like we had no idea what we we're getting into and then we did it and we fucking loved every minute of it and the guy was like so talented um that it was like yeah. it was very fun which is nice to hear because i mean look i love post malone um and always have but you know some people are haters and they don't understand the musicality well i think that's the thing is like a lot of people that are pretty big pop stars i mean they're kind of there for a reason you know it's like maybe you don't mm. necessarily yeah. realize in their music but they've got some kind of artistry that that you know, technically goes beyond certain levels that people can realize. He's, he's got the sauce. He's got the sauce. Yeah, yeah. If anyone could do it, then they would. And they ain't because they can't. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. One day I'm going to record an album, Jason. And the, I don't know if the world's ready for it, but I've been holding back for so what, long. What's the music? What what genre are we talking? What are you going to do? Uh, like Gin Blossoms, Lemon Heads, you know, okay. m- maybe... Ooh. jangly but i'll just be on vocals you know what i mean i'm more i'm kind of a lyricist <laughs> he has a he has a pro grammarly account because yeah, he, does, yeah. <laughs> he does a lot of pin to the pad kind of stuff so every every actor for some for some reason in their career has to make like a blues rock band yeah. so oh, i guess sure. uh, everybody who has a podcast yeah. has to start a jangle pop yeah band. exactly if you guys which is how beach fossils got their stuff <laughs> <laughs> if you guys i was gonna say because if you guys i mean i know you know I know you guys are busy and stuff, but I'm always looking for more people to back me up. And, and you know, I don't know if you I know you guys have never listened to this before and didn't know who we were, but we are signed to Jag Jaguar recording. So we're part of the, that for sure. Chris. We're part of the secretly family. I love that. Yeah, my, my wife works at secretly. It's already in the air. Then this makes sense if you got because I can't look. Yeah, I can't play any instruments at all. Can she get us an advance or something? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can we talk? My, fam- <laughs> my family is very hungry. Please. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You guys come through the studio. Uh-huh. We'll fucking make an album. We'll hang out until till ten a.m. and then the, then it'll be done. Okay. Look, I can't stay up that late. Oh, um, but you guys can fit. I'll do my parts. Chris, you know, come I'm on. Like I've been. You're gonna have to pull yourself up. You want to get this album done? You're right. You're gonna fuck. have to. Uh, relapse on drugs i don't know yeah. what to tell you about <laughs> I, th- I think the, i think the easiest way we can do this is just like take uh sample audio clips from the podcast and then we'll just play music over it damn yeah, like, spoken guys. word kind of poetry yeah. guys all right look split seven inch coming out because look our album comes out for the is coming out soon and 
we need to have a follow-up kind of ready to go. And I think a split seven inch beach fossils, how long gone split seven inch could be a cool idea. You can get the front. It's the stocking stuffer. Nobody knew they needed. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, I know that vi- I know that vinyls like backed up or whatever, but don't worry. I can call Jack white myself. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got you. You guys aren't the only ones that are connected in the music business. Okay. Well, I think here's the thing though, is that Jack Jaguar, if I'm familiar with, their uh, signing process. I'm not sure if you guys are ready for this, but I think they're ne- I think in order to get signed, like in order to be official, like, you know, in order to, you know, really get the blood contract and mm-hmm. be signed on it permanently, you have to do a 10 hour cipher. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and you have to win. That's standard procedure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Standard procedure. That's just what it is. That's just what it is over there. I'm, I'm ready for that. As long as the beats are, are Dilla. I can probably do 10. No, no, the beats have to be horrible. It has to be your talent <laughs> shining true. through. Yeah, Chris, yeah. all the beats are, it's Jay Mascus's solo MPC. <laughs> yeah, he discovered some dusty jazz vinyl and he flipped that shit hard. Damn. Yeah, I think he released it on a, those, a pair of those Adidas shoes that have the wings on them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it seems like you guys have a little bit of a... A, a knack for the Bloghouse era. You you talking about the Jeremy Scott Adidas oh my God. with the wings, Wait. Crystal Castles, Wait, MIA? What, well, well, what's going on can, here, fellas? Let's let, let's do it. Let's do a show of hands real quick. Who didn't have a deep V in two thousand eight? Raise their hands. Both of both of my hands. I, are. I would buy the extra large so the V would be eat, like all the way down to my belly button. <laughs> <laughs> you had a deeper V. Very cool trick. That's a very cool trick. But now I would I would have a deep I would wear a V neck now for some reason the band wasn't were you guys in the band then or were you in other bands oh it's just pre pre foss yeah yeah this is pre foss Haas. so you so okay so you guys weren't okay you, but you're how old are you guys if you don't mind me asking i'm 35 okay i just turned 52 this uh, summer <laughs> okay okay so because jason <laughs> jason Jason and I are a little so you're bit the older. Godfather than- of Electro Clash is what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, Jason and I are a little bit older than you, but we were probably mobbing out in the same areas of of New York and L.A. during the the Bloghouse boom. And Jason and I don't want to blow up his spot, but Jason was a very popular Bloghouse era DJ. Ooh, amazing. Oh, okay. No, I was what, no, I was I was truly obsessed. That was my teenage rite of passage for sure. Was like. Yeah, uh, yeah, the bloody beetroots, Steve mm-hmm. Aoki. Um, the the list goes on. My brother, it was like you could not step foot into a bar without House of Jealous Lovers playing. Oh, oh yeah. you know, let me talk about. I that. think it was legally required <laughs> to have your House of license. House of Jealous Lo- House of Jealous Lovers <laughs> still good. It, it stands up completely, in my opinion. It's still a banger. Yeah, yeah, it goes hard. That is one. There's many songs in this world that I never want to hear ever again, and unfortunately, that's one of them. I mean, I, and I'm not saying it's a bad song. I've just heard it so many times times that my brain just physically can't handle it anymore <laughs> well the the craziest thing though I, have you heard recently that like i saw some article blurbs about this that like the blog house that like what they call it like sleazy chic like that era of like yeah yeah, that my, yeah. That, apparently that's the revival now it's like i, I feel it like, i feel like it's coming back in new york because everything collapses so quickly of like reviving it's true yeah it's like the uh, the 20 year cycle is like speeding up exponentially to like yeah, the point that you're not you, you can't even tell what's ironic when you walk outside anymore we have to always be reinventing our fashion style and right now that terrible fashion sense is going on I, is cool. I, I want i want this cycle to to goes so fast that you're wearing something that's trendy <laughs> like ironically because it's from the past that's where that's what i'm trying to do i'm trying to <laughs> i'm trying to start wearing yeezys shoes 
Yeah. My friends are, are, are not sort of on that same. We're way. not on board. As your boss, I'm not on board with that. We have a dress code. <laughs> their, their brain capacity is not as large as mine to be able to understand the, the post-ironic fashion, pre-ironic fashion. You got to be nine, nine Russian dolls ahead of them. That's my kind of idea. Like, yeah. You got yeah, to be pre-ironic. You're wearing the exact same thing, but nine layers ahead. Yeah, but the problem is you can be you can you can go you can hit it too early to where you you become the coolest person in the eyes of three cool people and you don't make any money off of it or you find no success like you can you have to True. Being too early is tough. It's kind of a thing a reoccurring theme in my life and that's why I'm still middle class. <laughs> what are you too early on, bro? I mean, you name it, bitch. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Like, who, I, who was wearing running sneaker, technical running sneakers with jeans in two thousand five? Except me. I mean, it's just not. Now you see Steve Jobs. That's true. Yeah. Your, your dad's wearing Hoka's with his Levi's. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're proto normcore. Exactly. I invented that shit. You know what I mean? And I don't get any credit for it. I don't want credit for it because if, you know how this I is. I can guys. almost you... hear the meme of this getting created. Right now, <laughs> I speak in memes. That's what I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I, I want to give the people what they want. It's not about facts or truth or fiction. It's just about creating content for others to enjoy. And you're not You're not asking for credit. You're better than that. Asking for credit is the, one of the problems with our society right now. The, the the absolute desperation for credit. These like if you, but I have a whole theory that if you're if you're good at something, the people that need to know will know whether you tell them or not. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're exceptionally good at something, I think people will be able to pick up on that. The heads. That's a whole. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. I apologize. John Mayer syndrome. John Mayer syndrome. My my John oh, Mayer yeah. is my post Malone. <laughs> oh, oh, I I I no, I fuck heavy with John Mayer. I went on I went on a deep binge of Room for Squares and heavier things. This this past COVID actually, or the last year. This past COVID. This past COVID. Yeah. <laughs> this past COVID. COVID. You know, <laughs> dude. This Honestly, past year. Tommy's so Tommy's on this fucking trend hopping so much that he's already preparing <laughs> for the next COVID. He's already over. He's like, all right. I mean, you gotta be ready. Right. Yeah. Always ready. No, you do have to be ready. You do have to be ready. Well, I was gonna quickly. We can move on from John Mayer, but have you ever cried listening to to slow dancing in a burning room? You could just say yes or no. Not yet. Rinse that track and tell me how you feel. Well, I mean, no, it's it, it's it's heat. I mean, no, continuum, right? Is it on continuum? Yeah, it's on continuum. No, I was listening to the production of, um, yeah, I was. I, I pretty much was. I was binging on this, uh, like heavier things, like a bunch of the, a bunch of the production choices that are on, like some of the songs, the like clarity and everything, like the very like seven a.m. two thousand four, like Howie Day, Jason Mraz, like radio pop, acoustic pop, all yes. those like production choices. I'd, all that I'm like I'm I'm hearing all that shit come back and it's just yeah it's he's no John Mayer's goaded I think he's goaded I don't know <laughs> I, I don't listen to Grateful Dead though I don't like the Grateful Dead either but it's I mean I just don't know anybody who's been able to do what he's been able to do where it's like true true level of like every girl wants to fuck me every dude wants to be me you know that that level of fame when yeah. and it and get respect from like guitar players which is all jason's ever wanted i think i think true mayor heads it's the it's it's cool to be like i love john mayer don't don't like or listen to or participate in in the grateful dead whatsoever i think that's a good sweet spot to be or at least you get in your dick suck more than the average bear when i went to the john mayer show a couple years ago he plays a Grateful Dead song in his set now, and people go crazy because I think a lot of the crowd found him through that, or like they felt okay to like him through that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely a huge crossover. I mean, I think me and Dustin probably have polar opposite opinions. Like, 
Dustin's a huge Grateful Dead person and probably despises John Mayer. Or I, I don't know your opinion <laughs> on John Mayer exactly. Did you grow up with Dustin? Did you grow up with the Grateful Dead though? I was like really into metal when I was growing up, and I kind of just liked the Grateful Dead imagery. So I just mm-hmm. had the posters yeah. in my room, but I thought the music was boring. <laughs> okay sick all of that makes sense i mean that it's, the, it's between i mean them and the rolling stones probably the greatest music iconography we have For sure yeah absolutely. it's total branding yeah it's yeah it's so good i mean the grateful dead stuff is amazing it's been ruined by white guys uh in brooklyn but you know everything gets ruined by white guys in brooklyn so Chris, we're, they're they're on the call right now bro come on no these guys aren't like that bro these guys are cool I'm in, I'm in Queens, don't worry. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Is that by choice or do your parents live there or something? Oh, I'm here with Kevin James right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Star of stage and screen? Yeah, the Kevin James, King of Queens. No, no, I'm in... Um no, no, I'm in. I'm in Ridgewood. Oh, you're a, you're a Ridgewood guy. You're one of those guys. I'm at 20 minute walk from Dustin. Yeah, so he's 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 my neighbor. Well, he used to be in Greenpoint, but now he's closer and closer. And he was going to move across the street from me at first, and so I was scared because I was like, oh god, I'm pretty obsessed with Tommy. <laughs> he's going to get the binoculars out. He's going to start, you know, a voyeur only fans about it's me gonna i don't be know like netflix is you he'll be peering in the blind as bad so what i only asked him to be in the band because i'm a huge stalker when he goes to sleep i just watch <laughs> him all night yeah yeah it's like paranormal activity just breathing over me for you guys don't hours. even have to pay me i'm just here for the stalking <laughs> i don't even know what instrument this guy plays it doesn't matter i just so want what, the, what, is, I want it, the what is it what does it mean to be a ridgewood guy i don't i don't know uh, obviously i know it's oh uh, it, it's cool it's it's just like Working class neighborhood, kind of like quiet, more like very neighborhoody zone, and then like your ten minute walk away from like you know the more noise pollution, the more hmm. vibey. You know the trains are closed, but it's a little. I feel like I'm in Philly sometimes. It's the new. It's Jason. It's the new. It's the new Greenpoint. I would say. Yeah, it really is. Dustin, I know you're from North Carolina. What part? I grew up in Charlotte. Damn. Okay, I'm from the ATL, baby. We're close. Oh yeah. We. I mean, that was like the spot that I would go to for shows because everyone would skip Charlotte. I honestly, like at the time when I was growing up there, I was probably going to just like more kind of mainstream shit. Like, oh, it's like Radiohead's playing there or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. I mean, I got out of North Carolina like before I was like really hitting the, the good shit. I understand. Yeah. And thank you for saying Radiohead's not the good shit. I agree with you completely. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, Ooh. I could, Ooh. Radiohead's. Radiohead's I'm, a radio, I, I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm a classic. I got a Radiohead stand right here. I'm, I'm the classic yeah college kids so i gotta shout out with radiohead you and J- jason didn't finish college but he likes radiohead too what's your excuse jason yeah tommy didn't graduate either uh, I, i'm on extended sabbatical yeah you're just <laughs> taking it easy you're taking it slow <laughs> i used to really not like radiohead i was just like what the fuck is this shit bro it's fucking gay bro. i like them when they're i like them when they play guitars like i like them when they're yeah when they played some good white music but now they got those bleep bloops when they rocked as soon as they started getting computers on stage you guys don't have any computers on stage do you no cpu <laughs> have either of you have either of you guys ever owned a chaos pad we were talking about chaos pads the other day wait dustin do you have one i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> I, okay no not, neither of us have owned one jason describe the chaos pad and its popularity they probably know what it is they might just not have it, it was just a little like a, an effects unit that korg made where you it's a, just like a trackpad and you run your finger across it and it'll just do like different different effects oh yeah 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 i know what you're talking about and yeah, then the the band muse he had one yeah. installed into the the body of his guitar and radiohead used it a lot on kid a and amnesiac sessions and stuff like that oh but it's like a it's like a yeah. 99 dollar like kind of piece of shit 
little audio thing that had a little bit of a renaissance for freaking it. That's where they would loop yeah. uh, Tom York's vocals. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I get, I, I'm a Radiohead stan, so I've gotten like I, any, any one of those records I fuck with, but I will say um, live from Astoria, this like, yeah, the record when they were doing like, but in between the first and second record, mm-hmm. it's, it's the, the classic hard rock. It's like the hardest of bands rocked out where I'm like, I feel like a dad, like, 20 years from now, I'll be like, oh, have you seen this DVD? This is the hard rock shit from the 90s. From the 90s, you got to watch. Like, so you're saying this is, a, this is a live DVD and there's a rip of this available online? Yeah, or YouTube or whatever. But yeah, I, I bought it as a DVD years ago. But it's like, yeah, because the Radiohead that I perceived and everyone knew is like, yeah, the bleep bloopy Radiohead. But then you see this shit and you're like, okay, they, they're, they're, they're killing it. So um, respect. Respect to the, uh, the, the young Tom York and young Johnny Greenwood. Goddamn right. Now Greenwood's busy, you know, playing his guitar with a damn bow for a movie. You know, this guy simping on PTA. This guy doesn't even. This guy doesn't even know what an effects pedal is. And I mean, on, you know, bro. it's just on, crazy. Bro. No, I talked to actually. So I talked to an unnamed friend of the show who saw uh, Licorice Pizza last night. The screening. Oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah, and he, he, they them just to, not not to, just. <laughs> Anyway, they did not. They they basically said to me, "It's thirty minutes too long." Interesting. Okay, but charming. So it's a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Yeah, but they said that they said that Heim could actually act. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I know it's like her big breakout role, right? I, I remember yeah, that. huge huge breakout role. It's crazy. She's the star of the movie, and she's never acted before. And actually, it's really fitting too because I think literally just saw. I think Johnny Greenwood's birthday is literally today. So uh, yeah, this is, this is showing how obsessed I am. I'll, I'll stop. Super fan. <laughs> wow, bro, that's that's a little bit dark. Uh, did you did you learn that from from an iCal reminder that you set for yourself, or is this just pop up on one of your blogs? Oh, I write it in blood on the side of my wall. <laughs> I don't know when any of my favorite celebrities' birthdays are. Maybe this is something I should try to try a little harder with. It, it was like a, a little Instagram explore page thing, you know. Was, mm. I don't even know what my own bandmates' birthdays are. Fuck no, fuck no. Oh no, bro. I don't. I don't. My mom texts me for my dad and my sister's birthday to remind me, or I would forget every year. Yeah, those are crucial. Well, I think fa- the Facebook era was good for that reason alone because Facebook had the reminders built in, and like you could actually like, oh yeah, shit, this birth- their birthdays and yeah. But now it's like, yeah, it's no man's land. I don't know what anyone's birthday is. You have to. Yeah, now you got to post about it yourself. It's hard. It's hard to know people's birthdays in the metaverse. Yeah. Luckily, luckily, I'm on Facebook every day, so I don't really forget a lot of a lot of friends. Yeah. What do family. you guys think about that? Chris still uses Facebook. I love it. It's it's the true cross section of America. It's where you see what's really happening out there, not your little lib corners of the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a true that's a true fucking answer right there, though. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Like, if you want to see real America, you got to be on Facebook. Okay. So Chris, so Chris, you're such a, a curated person. <laughs> That you sort of go there to like the one true uncurated experience. It's just a fire hose of shit. And you're like, yes, let it wash over me. I'm a, I'm a bad boy. No, I just, I honestly do think it's where people, it, it's like where I, I, you know, it's where I see the hot girl from high school who gained 50 pounds is now doing a pyramid <laughs> scheme selling leggings. Yeah, yeah. And then it's people. No, yeah, how else are you going to know what like real people are up to? Okay. Honestly, I, I said this, I said this, I think I said this on stage or I said this to you. It's like, to me, it's the same thing as like being in an airport. Yeah. Like that's where you see what really happens out there. Like you don't see that in Greenpoint. You don't see that in Los Feliz. Like you only see yeah. that in, in these You ain't going to see this on one of your little cook tiny desk concerts this is real america here <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly that's exactly that's what the sick thing about well we haven't toured in a year and a half but going on this tour we just did 
that was literally, yeah, it's that weird litmus test of like the sample sizes around. I mean, obviously we're in like little hubs that are, yeah, leaning towards, oh, our fans are going to maybe dress a certain way or think of whatever. But then like around the gas stations and like the periphery of the town, mm-hmm. like catching a vibe of those areas, not being in the, being in New York for, you know, a year and a half and like in that little bubble outside of that, getting, that's, yeah, that's, that's my, 3d facebook i'm actually experiencing i'm experiencing (laughs) the karen haircuts in real time you know this tour was especially weird because we were kind of doing this thing where we had like covid protocol where we were doing like closed green rooms and shit and we were like if anybody gets test positive then we'll like have to cancel shows and stuff Mm -hmm. so we were going to gas stations you know we'd put our masks on when we go there and it was like immediately it was like you were wearing this sign that's like I'm a beta cuck snowflake, you know. Like. Yep. And I, I I agree with all these gas station owners all over the world, and I'm burning my mask right now just talking to you. So thank you. Uh, it was like the end of the la- uh, it was end of last year. We went down to the south, uh, Chris and I and our our life partners, and the same thing happened to me. We would go to a, a gas station in what was it called tits arkansas or some shit you know just- <laughs> no we were in no in in tifton georgia maybe no you know? no butts we were in butts georgia oh butts butts georgia <laughs> we pull over to the the butts winchels and i'm in the bathroom and, and it's a truck stop in butts georgia so it already just smells awful <laughs> to begin with so i'm like oh thank god i'm wearing this mask it smells like 10 percent less pee <laughs> and then like a guy would walk in who would who would look at me with no mask on and he would look at me and give me this look and this is like you know this is like a a real piece of shit person and he he gave me this look of like just pure unadulterated superiority over me Mm -hmm. it it shocked me to my core well because you're wearing a muzzle yeah (laughs) exactly he has muzzle on and jason's truck isn't even lifted like his truck is on regular tires it's like you're a bitch bro (laughs) yeah you're a bitch bro confirmed bitch where like we would go to the gas stations And it was on multiple occasions we had the same exact thing said to us in different parts of the country where they'd be like, why y'all wearing masks? Ain't nobody got COVID out here. And then it was like people had, it was almost like I was living in a simulation where it's like, we're like states away and people are saying the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. They they had all planned. Maybe it's on Facebook. Maybe I missed that fucking. Exactly. Exactly. There's some other stuff on Facebook. You should check out if you're into conspiracy theories, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother issue. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to speak out of turn, but what? So, what tour did you? When did you guys go on this tour? Like all of October, we're actually kind of still on it right now. We we started again this week. We do the West Coast. Where are you playing in L.A.? Uh, we're doing two nights at the Wiltern. That's really impressive, man. Like big, big ass fucking bands play the Wiltern, and you're doing it x2 should be proud of yourselves that's all i'm saying <laughs> thank you one night's not enough for beach fossils bro they no way two nights in la they're like perry farrell or something oh God. yeah satellite party baby <laughs> but so has the tour been good or is it, i mean obviously because because we heard our agent was telling us that in some cities they're having issues and we were we were we did the independent in san francisco last night and the guys that work there were like yeah bro we'll sell out shows and like 100 people show up yeah there's there's kind of been a thing where it's like we've had to reschedule this tour multiple times we have to keep pushing the dates back and um like we did two nights at talia hall in chicago and the first night was sold out ahead of time and the second night wasn't quite sold out yet and then so the first show it was like 60 percent full or something because i guess people forgot that they had tickets to it or whatever (laughs) and then the second night that wasn't sold out yet it was like yeah completely fucking packed you know because like 
there were people walking up. Yeah, that's the, I, that's what I always worry about when I see all these concerts or festivals. They're like announcing the tickets being for sale like a year in advance. I'm like, bro, I will easily forget that I bought this ticket. Yeah, I, I spent I spent a thousand dollars on two tickets to see the weekend in 2023. You know, I don't know if I'm going to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the only reason we're touring right now is because our tour was supposed to be like last summer, and we just kept holding on to dates, you know. And um, and now at this point, I think everybody's booking their tours like a year in advance. It's it's fucked up. It's like the vinyl thing. Mm-hmm. Planning that far in advance just seems insane to me. Like the weekend literally announced that tour that was two like a year and a half away when he did the Super Bowl, and it sold out. And then he can't he canceled it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like how the fuck do you know what you're going to be doing in a year and a half? No, that's what I'm saying. Last night, somebody, I'm, I'm sure she's listening right now, but she went to our show in LA and she's like, oh, what are you doing December 4th? I'm going to do like a, a dinner at the house. And I'm like, bro, that's a month away. Like, I don't fucking know. Yeah, if I'm not on tour, I don't know what I'm doing in like three days. Yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. We're, we're, we're touring musicians now, so life's a little different for us. But we you were talking I mean? about <laughs> that, know. Uh, you know, like you were saying, when you're not on tour, you don't know really what's going on because you kind of have the tour as your little North Star guiding you through your day-to-day actions. Yeah. And then you also sort of experience a little bit of kind of postpartum not necessarily a depression, but you, for me, at least I'm feeling like, oh, like I don't have that thing. Like, oh, we got Chicago yeah. on Tuesday, so we got to get this, that. And like your your whole life is built around that. And when you have those shows gone, I feel like I'm just wandering around staring at the wall. Like I, It's definitely called, yeah, tour, with, tour withdrawal for sure. But I also don't like it. So that's the weird yeah, part. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what's so weird about it. I don't like this at all. I'm just doing this because <laughs> it's good for, it's good for, like the brand of how long gone. I don't want to do this. Like we don't, the thing about podcasting is guys, you know, you guys go out there and you rock and you get sweaty and people are like throwing bras on stage and shit. Like we're talking to a room full of dudes, you know, no. and it's kind of mellow. There's a, there's a bomb ass ratio, Chris. There's a bomb ass ratio. I'm I'm giving us a bad, a bad look, but uh, <laughs> don't do that. They're not throwing anything. They're not throwing anything. They're throwing mean looks. when we try to make a joke about Alec Baldwin. That's what they're doing. <laughs> oh, I, I will say that I will say the thing about seeing a podcast live because I've gone to a few before is that I can't have any drinks when I go to see a live podcast Interesting. because I go in there and I leave and I don't remember fucking anything that anybody said. I'm like, wait, what did I just, <laughs> what did I just do? Oh, uh, well, that's sort of the whole point that I try to create with this podcast. Like the, I, I, we record three episodes a week. I edit it in, in sort of a way that you just sort of like get a, a smoothed over brain when you listen to it. And you're like, <laughs> what just happened? What did I just listened to. And that's exactly what I'm trying to achieve, which is fine because it's a free podcast that, that you just hit play on but when you mm-hmm. pay the ticket price and the and the processing fees for Ticketmaster and the covid protocol taxes and everything you're like mm-hmm. i would like to remember it and that's i guess that's why we take selfies but i get the selfies truly i i don't remember what we talk about and i'm i'm the one who's doing the talking you know well, that's 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 jazz baby that's a stream of consciousness precisely and i wish yeah, you're you know, right baby only the fossils <laughs> understand me we're na- we're renaming this podcast on the road you know what i'm saying guys it's, oh, it's yeah. just all it's it's pouring out of us it pours out of us and i can't yeah. be stopped let's take that take that baldwin for a walk for a while chris as i told you as i told as i told you before i'm sick with the pen so it's nothing for me which kind of which one of you guys makes beats in your free time 
Both of us. Actually, everyone in the band. Really? Oh, yeah. We're always, we're noodling on something always, yeah. And whether, and like, and, well, that's one of the pastimes we have on tour too, is just like fucking around with whatever, you know, beats we can conjure up on our phone and then like making, you know, little TikTok viral 100 gex esque, like, you know, vocal phrases and, yeah, oh. making little songs. Make, make, make little songs to make us, you know, Make the make the the somehow going more insane keeps you more sane sometimes on tour. Yeah, so. Tommy's probably made like thirty hyper pop songs on this last tour. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's pretty sick. Did you send them to your manager, or is this kind of a little project for you? Dude, I am the manager. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, fuck a manager. Yeah. No, we just. I mean, this is mainly just for fun. Just for like I, the, one of the rituals I have in the green room that I've learn to appreciate more and more and, and also through our tour photographer is just doing like ciphers. Like we'll, we'll just put on like a dumb beat and then we'll just, you know, shot the shots will be flying. The, the, you know, the PD light will be flying and then you just start <laughs> ciphering. And then, and like, like anything to get you feeling crazy or weird or charged up before the show is good by me. So a lot of times that can be fucked up. Like hyper pop songs will spaz out on, or it's like weird ciphers. will in like, you know, we'll, it just in anything and anything to get the blood. Flowing. No, I think this is a good, I think this is a good tip because sometimes when, when I'm, when I'm in the green room, right before we go on, I'm just kind of like staring at the wall, drinking tequila, neat, just like, all right, don't forget about that. Make sure you do that. But like, I, you need to have a little bit of I need I need somebody to just come up and slap me in the face or like yeah do something funny you know cipher like or whatever it may be to just shake me up in Seattle I put on that new Adele song I thought that kind of you I literally that, did that <laughs> I know I, I thought put that, Adele that was... on on a fucking phone phone speaker plugged into the wall that was that did not get me turned up unfortunately Chris. I think it might be a little different if it's like yeah you go up there and you have to talk or you have to do you know, you have to lead some type of conversation when you go up there. Cause for us, it's like, okay, we've got a set. We know the set. We've kind of memorized it. We can go up there and play it. I think what you actually have to end up doing is you have to just like, you have to play the same, you have to uh, do the same podcast every single night on tour. Yeah. yeah. And that's the, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the vibe. You, you have to memorize it. Well, that's the problem is we don't, it's, we don't do that so it's all off the dome it's just one it's like an hour of improvised talking no but i'm saying i'm saying one episode for the entire tour you just yeah 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 that's just what we're not we we don't record it and put it out you know what i mean so we in theory you know we could do i mean that's i mean that's literally just what stand-up comedians do you just practice your hour yeah special for a whole year touring it and testing it and then you just have it memorized i was always like i don't understand how you can just memorize an hour bit and have it perfect without having any notes to look down but we thought we thought about programming our stage banter into the sampler so like in between songs (laughs) our drummer can trigger it and it's like hey san francisco how's everybody doing tonight it's just that's funny as fuck that's actually really so you're you're down there you're tuning you're tuning your g string you're stepping on pedals moving things and it's like a full ventriloquist voice in the back, just like yeah, yeah, pants, pants, pant, like like lip lip reading pantomime it perfectly. <laughs> That's really good. That's yeah. a great idea. That's it a great has idea. a little Banksy feel to it. A little <laughs> yeah. You guys familiar you guys with the artist Banksy? Like I, I, <laughs> Tommy actually is Banksy. Oh fuck! Well, uh, chill, chill, chill. Not not today. 
Cats out of the baby. I thought Banksy was in what band did they say he was in? Massive Attack. Oh, Massive Attack. Massive Attack. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's uh, right. Three, Robert. No, it, three which I still would like to believe. I did a ton of research, and it's definitely not him. But they grew what? up like doing graffiti together, and they're friends. Yeah. There's a pattern. There's a pattern, though. It's there, he definitely knows. Banksy. I went down like a deep Banksy hole once, and I actually found pictures of him that like this. Uh, this dude had like taken like so like somebody was like oh shit this i think this motherfucking banksy is about to rip this rip this billboard <laughs> and you got some pics no it was like this construction worker he like took a picture of him because he thought he was like hanging around this construction zone and he thought he was like over there to try and steal some shit yeah. and he like took a picture of him and then like the mural showed up later yeah and he was like he wasn't stealing our copper wires at all <laughs> he was adding value to the shit building that we're making this is really nice of banksy yeah has anyone done that has anyone like done banksy copycats where it's like you go like go to like very popular like for instance like in brooklyn you have like the graffiti tours that happen or you have like the people that are like you know trying to find the next banksy whatever i think someone needs to pose it's like there needs to be a, a team of people that all around the world are posing as banksy and doing fake graffiti stencils just to try to conjure up like people's oh my god i think that, that could be banksy and then like dude but i think unfortunately that's like been the trend of like fucking street art for the past however many 15 years the obey giant thing that's before everyone knew it was just oh, one yeah. guy that started it would that was sort of the whole point and you could you could buy the stickers and the wheat wheat pasting stencils and everything like that and oh, yeah, around okay. the world could do it it's a community art project it's called crowdsourcing i don't know if you guys have ever done oh. that i think it's cool it's a pretty popular trend maybe maybe the new maybe the new ways that i need to correct it for would be you, you have a graffiti tour that you run like in Bushwick, but you always have an actor who's hired to play Banksy. So they're yeah, like, there we go. They're, they're in the, mo- they're caught the moment stensely to Banksy. And then you're like, yeah, they're running off. They're like, Oh my God. That I think that might be Banksy. The runoff is a good idea. That that's, that's, I still think your best idea of, of this podcast is to do stage banter. That's programmed <laughs> and your drummer hits a pad, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's cooler if you don't, pantomime it if you just are tuning your guitar not even paying attention just a just a grim like a blank face i know <laughs> yeah that's fu- that's fucking funny like i don't i mean that would really go over well i think i don't know if your fans have a sense of humor but i hope they do sometimes i think they have a sense of humor and then i do some shit and like everyone's just sitting there like very serious <laughs> and i'm like i don't know if that fucking went over but do you okay we were we were talking about this before you got on about that thing where when you're in the where you're on stage and you look into the crowd and you see the one person who kind of has their arms folded disapprovingly to whatever it is that you're doing and then you kind of have no choice but to fixate on them for the entire rest of the evening is that something that you guys fall prey to yeah it's kind of funny you bring that up because that's that's the person that i focus on for the show but not in a negative way but in a way where i'm like i want to play like this fucking sickest set ever to like win this person over or whatever. And it's usually, yeah, that's a good, that's a good attitude. It's usually not even someone in the crowd. Sometimes it's just like some guy who works at the venue who like clearly fucking hates our music and just like only wants to hear metal bands. And I'm like, all right, I want to just like shred super hard and like show this guy that we don't fuck so, around. So at the end of the night, he's like, you know what? I thought you guys were fucking pussies at first, but then I don't know, <laughs> man. I saw you. You're shredding. I just want to say respect, and then then you're. Good. I think that's happened on multiple occasions. But my my only issue with that is that's that maybe no, I, I see that, but that, that's also on the basis of assuming that you they need to be impressed and they're they're waiting to be impressed. It could be a situation where he's just going through a divorce and there's nothing you can do about it. He's he's stuck in that. 
energy negative well you can't get them out of there no matter how amazing you play or this is just their job and they fucking hate <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that, you, that's all of that is probably true and possible I, I play for the i play for the average energy and i hope that if the average energy <laughs> is like going crazy then i hope that average energy can infect the other <laughs> other you know grinches of the crowd but you her know. you want herd immunity with the with the with the crowd yeah, for sure for sure man i went to i went to the beach fossil show it was like yeah the energy was yeah it was medium it was good <laughs> <laughs> the average audience members seem to enjoy it as a whole. Some people obviously didn't like it. Some people really liked it a lot. Yeah. Bell curve analysis after every show, for sure. That's you got. That's your game tape is bell curve analysis. That's really smart. <laughs> yeah, I think my funniest, my favorite, funniest moment on all of tour was uh, we were playing some show, and uh, in between songs, it was kind of quiet, and this girl just goes. Tommy, I want to suck your dick. And he goes, my girlfriend won't let me bring it on tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. It's, it's cr- Damn, crowd work that's, is that's good. That's very okay, good. Okay, so Electrolyte, Pedialyte, Pedia Goose, and crowd work is, is essential. That's the Beach Fossils winning formula. That's what you need. Yeah, because... That's it right there. That's all it is. You got to meet that energy. You got you to gotta elevate that energy. You got to feel like Flavor, Flavor Flav meets David Lee Roth on stage. You got to meet that energy. You're right. And then and Dustin's like... Uh, my girlfriend lets me bring it on tour just to uh, let you know. <laughs> <laughs> my my wife is my wife is cool. We like own the label together, so she kind of knows how this thing works. You know what I mean? It's, it's 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 cool. It's cool. Damn. All right, Beach Fossils, appreciate you guys. Great podcast. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, we appreciate it. Oh yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. Go check these boys out on the on their West Coast tour coming up this week. I guess starts on like Thursday. I think. Hopefully, it's all sold out anyway. Yeah, yeah. You guys uh, enjoy enjoy the road. We'll continue to hate it. Our last show is tomorrow night at Shuba's in Chicago. Yay's coming down. Jason's gonna eat a hot dog. It's gonna be great. Uh, Beach fossils. Thank you. We'll see you on the road. Uh, go stream their music so they can, you know, make some money for some more Pedialyte. <laughs> thank you guys, right. thanks, boys. Thanks, fellas. Yeah, Later, care. guys. All right. Take care.